0: Hello, beautiful people. Welcome to episode eight of season three of the Diary of a Body podcast with me, your regular host, Martin Sotando. Today, I'm going to talk about do not kill your startup too soon, some mistakes to avoid. You know, more often than not, we focus on how we can propel our businesses forward. Taking for granted the things we should avoid doing. We live in a world of do's where we focus more on the things we can do to get ahead. We are so optimistic and positive and focus on the things we can do to propel ourselves to go ahead and become successful. But we often forget about the things to avoid doing, which which are equally important as the things we should do. So knowing both what to do and what not to do are the basic foundations for success in entrepreneurship. So today, just as there are many ways to build a business, as many people teach, how to build a business, how to start a business from home, there are so many of these topics in the world we live in today. Today, I'm focusing on the things we should avoid doing. I've been in business for a few years now, and I have spoken to a lot of startup founders of, who well, are of my age and others who are way older than me, multi-millionaires and people who are just coming up. And uh, these experiences and diverse knowledge is what I, I, I operate by. And I'm gonna share with you the things I have learned by myself and what I've learned from others, how to avoid failing as a startup owner. Most businesses, about 17% to 18% of new businesses do not make it past two years. And there's an estimate that about 55% of new businesses do not make it past the fifth year. So what does uh, one need to do to avoid failing? What skills skills should you have? What are the things you need to do and not do? What are the things to take into consideration? What are the things to not underestimate if you want to have a successful business as a startup founder? So let's get it going. What are the things you need to avoid? What are the mistakes not to commit if you want your business to make it past the first two years, to make it past the first uh, five years, and not just to survive, but to thrive and make an impact in our generation? The first thing I have learned is uh, the first mistakes most startups make is not having a business plan. Many people start out uh, with no plan. A wise man said, which is a very popular statement, failure to plan is planning to fail. A startup should have a business plan. You must map out the plan. And are, these are the things I always look at when people are bringing up bringing business proposals to me to maybe to fund or to, to make adjustments to. I Remember when I'm building business models with my partners. The first thing we have to, you have to make or include in your plan is the cost of operation. You must have that mapped out. And then you have to look at who will buy from you or who will buy your product or who will use your service. The third thing to look at or to add to your business plan is why will people buy your product? What makes you different? What makes you stand out? And then how much it will or you anticipate to sell, or how much you anticipate people will use your service. So a business plan is the very foundation having a successful business and most business owners and startup founders do not have this because we live in a digital generation whereby people just want to do what their colleagues are doing so starting up with, without a business plan is uh, tantamount to failing before kicking off so the first mistake is not having a business plan the second mistake entrepreneurs make is the fear of failing most businesses haven't even started. Most entrepreneurs have great ideas which they haven't started because they fear they will fail. I personally have failed countlessly. Even this morning, I failed. You know, your biggest mistake will be to fear failure because failure is key to success. So jumping into your fear is very positive for your business and the future of your business. You no know, fear has kept so many business people from starting. And I know so many with great ideas that could change the world, that could change an industry. But because they are afraid to fail, they're not taking any steps. So fail as much as possible and learn from it. Because uh, how you pick yourself up after failure is the key to your success. So don't fear failure. So the, f- the second mistake to avoid is the fear of failure. Number three mistake that young business owners or startup founders make is being disorganized. Being disorganized. Organization is very important. You know, running a business is like being a circus ringmaster. So it is normal to have many things run at the same time. And most people do not put plans in place to have these things well organized and mapped out. And most of the time, they want to do things alone by themselves. So it is important for if you want to be organized, you must delegate some of the work. If the, your company has that capacity to do so, or even if you are a single person for the meantime, you should have an organizational structure. You, should have, an, uh, you should have an organized structure where you have things done. You know because there, there's a possibility of things running concurrently, which might cause disorganization. So you have to plan how to get things done, be organized, be strategic about all these things. You must have a daily, weekly, monthly task list which you monitor to 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 make sure or to ensure they are done properly. If possible, delegate the work and keep check of the activities if you want to be organized. So avoid being disorganized. Number four mistake most startup founders make is not... uh, defining your market and then what? Your target audience. You know, that is a great mistake most people make. Some people don't even know who they are selling to. They don't even know the nature of the market they are in. So one great mistake you you ever make is to not take time to understand the market you are in and the customers you are building for. You know, writing code, product design, you know, and and all the stuff you do internally, is very easier than talking to customers. You have to understand building a, a great product or a great service does not result in a successful business. So it is important to know, if, or to know if you are on the right track and you can do so by what? Getting constant feedback from current or prospective customers. Feedback is very, very important. Sometimes many startups find themselves focusing so much on the market that is so small to build a big business. If your target is just because people are gathering here, or people are doing this, or you're focusing on the seasonal uh, or trend to build a business, you end up not able to uh, build a global or a business that should sort have of reached to other places. So. Start to find your market, Define the nature of the market you are in, and the kind of audience you want to meet, and then do your product design, design your product, do your advertisement towards meeting the desired audience who would use your service or your product. So not having or not defining your market and your target audience is one of the mistakes young entrepreneurs make. Number five is having a weak legal structure. You know, this is something that I can overemphasize. Most young entrepreneurs, especially people who don't know anything, there's so many businesses operating in the world who are not even registered. Number one mistake you do is not registering your business. And see, registering your business is important, but where you register your business is very very much important also, because you have to look at the country, the state, the region. You know, in Canada, there's so much tax. You know, Greenscreen was first and foremost registered in Canada. And the tax structure is so crazy. And then we have to open a new office in the UAE last year. You know, uh, even in the USA, in Europe, in other parts of the world, there are different countries, different regions, different states with different tax incentives and uh, or or, or structures that uh, could either destroy... Or 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 build your business, so you have to be very very strategic about where you choose to register your business. It's very important, you know. Make sure you pick the right business entity. And That's very very important. Pick a very right. Pick the right business entity. That's the second thing you have to look at, you know. Or work to protect your intellectual property at all costs. This is also very important because if you don't spend time looking at your business registration, where you register your business, the kind of business entity you choose, and then uh, you don't protect your intellectual property, these three areas will cost you millions of dollars down the line. So you have to look at this. Have a very strong uh, what legal structure. Bring good lawyers who are not greedy, people who care about the business, not just to make money. Have a strong legal entity. You know, uh, I mean, pick a strong business entity and work to protect your intellectual property at all costs. If you don't protect these things down the line, you will spend millions of dollars to get it back or to protect it. Number six mistake, uh, startup founders make is doing everything yourself. This was one of the mistakes I made for the first three years of my business. I was almost doing everything, uh, designing my logos designing my products, shipping things, and I was almost always angry. I was not friends. You know, people who have known me between 2020 and this year, you will see that they've seen that I've become more polite, I've become more simple, I've been more available, our products are more detailed, our services are more detailed, and there's more explanation as compared to the time I was running my business all by myself and a few friends of mine. So, your biggest mistake will be thinking you are all alone and you can do it all by yourself. You need to surround yourself with wise counsel. You know, never try to run a new business by yourself. Find and onboard trustworthy seasoned advisors to discuss your business ideas, strategy, challenges, and progress with. Because the Bible says, uh, wisdom and power exist in the multitude of counsel." you're yeah, the book of Proverbs. So, incentivize at least four to five people to join your company as advisors, or maybe get a co-founder uh, so that you can receive constant feedback, so that you reduce, or if possible, avoid making mistakes. I personally have said this over and over. I have a board member. I have, I have, I have a, a board of five members in addition to myself, two accountants, two legal practitioners, and myself, we debate on the issues. If I bring a business proposal and they don't buy it, look into my face. All are older than me. They look into my face and say, "Mark." We will not support this. So if there's no unanimous decision for us to go ahead, I usually don't go ahead. And they've saved me a lot of money. Their advice has saved me a lot of money. Their advice has prevented me from complete, uh, has shielded or protected me from complete ruin. There were some investments I would have made that would have ruined my life or maybe would have given me... uh, changed the direction of my life and business as a whole but because of their presence and legal advice and counsel i have avoided such mistakes they've also helped me to make the right decisions legally uh, in almost every area regulation of business and other decisions we made so it is good to bring wise counsel on board don't think you can run it by yourself you can make the most important decision by yourself avoid that most people think they know it all and then uh, they end up what getting hit in the face or they fall face-flat. So number six mistake to avoid is you avoid thinking you can do everything by yourself. Number seven is a uh, mistake we make or young mis- entrepreneurs make is partnering with the wrong investors. Every startup needs funding. No matter where you are from, maybe your father is a millionaire, he's going to fund you. But if you are, and maybe sometimes even your own parents' money will not be enough to, if you want to have build a global business and make a global impact. Even billionaires today still raise funds for new ventures. So it is everybody needs funding. So, but who you are, you bring on board as a funder or an investor is important because investors are more than just uh, financial backers. Your first set of investors can make or break your business. So it is always good to know who is investing in the business and then try to open your eye, uh, your plan, your strategy. Because most investors in the seed stage usually do not tell you their motives. They just see the setup has a future and they invest in it. So you have to sit with these people. Tell them your plan, your five, six, 10, 15, 20 year plan. Because most investors are short-term uh, thinkers. So maybe the, the time you need the funds the most, they would want to cash out or to share their sell their stake, so or they are part of the business, and that's the time you actually need them the more. So you, sometimes it's good to try to interact, to know all the possibilities, tell them your vision, and then tell them that, okay, this is what you want to do, this is what you're building. Get on your long-term, uh, your long-term uh, and short-term plans so that you all come to a unanimous decision, agree on certain things before receiving funding. Because the time you may need the funds the most to uh, implement new things, or uh, ad- do advertisement, marketing, product design, employ new people to reach out to new areas, that might be the time they need to cash out and you might want to conquer uh, new frontiers. So it's always good to uh, partner with the right investors, try to understand their vision, share yours with them, so that you come to an agreement on certain terms before receiving funding. Because the people who fund you can either make or destroy your startup. Number eight uh, mistake young startups make is avoiding or ignoring contracts like uh, implementing contract and clauses with people, with other companies, or with individuals, or with founders, or with founding members. And this, sorry, which is one of the things I have found in crypto, there's always a smart contract that binds everybody. You cannot, a founder cannot sell, that tokens all at once and these are very very important strategies you must put in place you know so failure to implement contracts will cost you down the line relationships can be great from the beginning but with a proper uh operation uh, without a proper operating contract they can get you can get to a point when it gets so salty, and you will regret one of implementing contracts. Myself, I have contracts in almost everywhere. For my employees, those I employ on contract basis, those I've hired on part-time, even full-time members, we have a contract and a clause. And then even people that I give funding to, uh, Grace Group has become more or less like a venture capital, uh, venture, uh, venture capital, uh, Company, we fund other businesses that are coming up. So before we give the funding, even my own friends who are very close to me, who know my ins and outs, we still sign a contract because some, by the, uh, God forbid, but people can die, things can happen, uh, people can change, or uh, disagreements can happen. So it's always good to have a binding contract. So in case things do not go the way you want, the contract will be the what you look for. Now, if possible, you can take legal action against such people. So always. Don't avoid or don't ignore contracts. Send them as much as possible. Number nine mistake your startups make is hiring too soon. You know, that is a very people think that they need to delegate sometimes. You can't do everything by yourself. But in the beginning, when you don't have the funding, it is good to do everything, most of the things by yourself. Hiring too soon often uh, oftentimes, and then sometimes hiring too many people too soon. So that you don't need to hire at all and some of the time you need to hire a few people not too many people in a short period of time you know and then sometimes uh, hiring full-time uh, member employees when perhaps you should be hiring part-time because that would be the suitable thing for the meantime uh, we have full-time employees in grace group and we have part-time and uh, we even have contract-based employees we hire you to come and do the work and you after your work we pay and you go sometimes when you are it's good to hire part-time workers and contract-based workers uh until the business picks up then you have enough funding what to hire full-time employees. So this is very very important. Don't hire too many people too soon and don't hire part uh, full-time workers too soon. Maybe focus on part-time and then when hiring uh hire appropriately hire the right people to do the right work you know that is very 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 important and then you have to consider that, take that into consideration. You know, uh, I'll talk more on this in one of the topics I've written down there, you know. Number 10 mistake young startups make or new startups make is underestimating capital requirements. No, I said this over and over, you will never know that you are not rich enough until they show you the cost of your dreams. You know, it's very costly to bring to fruition or to bring to fulfillment the things you dream about. It's more expensive than you think. So, uh, most of the time, young entrepreneurs or startup founders always often underestimate the amount of money they will need. So, many people always think they can go further with less capital. So, in an attempt to minimize uh, what we call equity dilution, you know... They, they forget to factor in unknown challenges, delays, and other things. So many founders always focus on the best-case scenario because they are so optimistic. fact, I'm very optimistic and positive-minded, I always look at the best-case scenario. But in, in, in the business world, well, that almost never happens. In in business, entrepreneurship, there are risks involved. So best-case scenarios rarely ever come to pass. So. The best plan, uh, a wise man once said, the best part of a plan is planning on the plan, not going according to plan. So uh, most founders are al- always too optimistic and haven't drunk uh, on their own what we call cool aid. And, you know, we're so almost optimistic and we have this cool aid of, okay, things are going to be okay. We have best case scenario, this and this, but always include a worst case scenario. Positivity and optimism has its place. But when it comes to capital, it often results in investors who look at the business growth and sustainability. That is, when you get to see people's, you know, oh, sorry. Oh, Positivity and optimism has its place. But when it comes to capital, it often results in what? Having to go back to what? The well for a less than an ideal race. So it is important to what? take into consideration uh, what ifs, if you are planning, you are making plans with regards to capital and funding. So, always plan on the plan, not going according to plan. Because definitely, the plan, 90% of the time, doesn't go according to plan. Because you are not in control of the entire industry. Uh, And things may go against you. So, don't, if there's more capital coming, then yeah, make room for that. But don't Say I don't need much because if you underestimate capital requirements, you pay for it. Number eleven mistake we make is wasting money. I think I just made a tweet about this today. Careless handling of money and being irresponsible with cash flow is a death sentence for new business ventures. So the mistake of hiring too many people instead of the right people is one of the mistakes I made. I, I, that's what I was doing when I started hiring massively. I was hiring too so many people to do even little things that I could do by myself, or maybe one person could have done. So we put good money to bad use and try to be everything to everyone instead of being niche focused. And this is a surefire way to waste valuable time and money. And you know, valuable time and money are the lifeblood to any startup. So, these things are things we need to take into consideration. Don't hire just anyone. Don't hire many people. Hire just the right people. Don't put good money to bad use. And don't try to be everything to everyone. You should rather be niche-focused. Spend the money on the things you focus on. Product design, employing the right people, and then what? Oh, You know, employing the right people for the right job, or paying them for the... Very the work they're doing and avoid doing unnecessary advertisements and other things. And sometimes, so that brand ambassadors are not even worth paying the amount they pay them for because they just make one post in the month and all these things is not necessary. Because media marketing is just fake and it doesn't bring any uh, prospects. So don't waste money. That, number 11 mistakes startup founders make is wasting money. Number 12 mistake uh, most startup founders make is undervaluing your service or product. Most people undervalue their product or service. See, don't overprice, but don't uh, price too low just to gain a market share. If you are good, price like it. Okay, many startups start with what good intentions and they give things away for free. Or they do free things for, maybe they want to, for, for the sake of charity, they want to build a good community, or just to be visible, or to be popular. Be careful you don't get, you don't become popular as a castle of freebies. Ring the cash register first. That is very important. If you have more money, you can do more charity. Excuse me. If you have more money, you can do more charity other than uh, giving, uh, doing business for free. There are many charities, you can use funding. You can The, the company can have a foundation for charity and other things. You can build good uh, bonding with the community other than doing things for free. Don't get known in the market as a castle for giving freebies or free work or something. Ring the cast back first. Don't, what? Undervalue your service. If you are good, your product is good, price it accordingly. Don't just give you the low price because they are competitors. Don't give you a low price because or the, you just want to get a market share. No, if you're good, price accordingly. And then what? Don't overprice, but never price too low. That's very important. Don't undervalue your service. Don't undervalue your product. Number 13 mistake we make, or most almost every company makes when they're starting new, is bad bookkeeping. They don't keep records smart bookkeeping helps you what to make better decisions spot new opportunities and then what um uh, head of problems before they even become big because if you keep records you're going to understand uh how the uh, business work which Products are moving. How much money you make? It helps you to, you know, spot in the opportunities, imagine opportunities. What products people actually focusing on? What are the trends people are focusing on? And then it helps you to uh, to avoid problems or to uh, uh, identify problems and solve them earlier before they become big. You know, bookkeeping helps you to understand your finances, which helps you to know the cost to run your business. If you don't keep records, you will not know how much you. It costs to run your business. You will know if you are in profit or you are in losses. So it is good to do record keeping. And finally, bookkeeping helps you with taxes and insurance payment. Because if you don't do your taxes well and you don't pay your insurance on time and appropriately, you can get into trouble. It's very, very important to do bookkeeping. So avoid bad bookkeeping. Number 14 mistake is hiring the wrong people. And this happens often. Hire, if you are beginning, if you are starting for the first time, it's always good to hire hardworking, all-round generalists who can do everything you need them to do. Like somebody who, who can be a secretary, who can be uh, the, at the receptionist, who can oh, write letters, who can be a PA, someone who can do so many things at the same time. So if you have three of these people for the first, or you have five of them for the start, it's always good because they can do most of the work. But once you start growing, you begin to hire specialized people for specialized work. So when starting, hire generalists. When you are progressing and going, hire what, uh, what we call specialized people for specialist or specialized, uh, work. Don't hire specialists for generalized work, and don't hire generalists for specialized work. Know the difference. And then one thing I always say: don't hire people because they were recommended by friend. Don't hire people because you know them. Don't hire people because they're your family. Hire them because they have the skills that you need in your organization. Don't hire based on sentiment. Hire generalised people for generalized work when starting off. Once you begin to progress and grow, you need specific specialized people for some specialized positions. So never hire on sentiment. Don't hire family. Don't hire because you know them or don't hire because someone recommended them. Hire them because they're qualified for the work uh, that the company needs at the time. So hiring the wrong people is one of the greatest uh, startup mistakes in this generation. Uh, Number 15 mistake Fifteen, but not the last, last but not the least, is underestimating the business demands and your competition. You see, because of social media, people often do not see the hardships of starting and running a business. People often see the success so they think it is fun and easy, when in reality, it is quite the opposite. Startups take most of your time and your money. So, don't underestimate the business demands. It's very, so also do not ignore your competition. See, your competitors are very, very vital. You can learn from them. Do not copy them by find out what they are doing and look at how you can improve your own so that you can beat them in the market. Don't ignore your competition. Don't underestimate them. Don't underestimate your business demands. Because you think that it's easy, I just sit in the comfort of my home. Nope. There's nothing like that. Even in the comfort of your home, you need to search to find out what works, how to get reach your target audience, and a whole lot of those things. So, this is some of the, these are some of the mistakes to avoid when you want your business to succeed. So, number one mistake is not having a business plan. Number two is the fear of failure. Number three mistake is being disorganized. Number four is Not uh, defunding your market and your target audience. Number five, having a weak legal structure. Number six, doing everything by yourself. Number seven, partnering with the wrong investors. Number eight, avoiding or ignoring contracts. Number 10, hiring too soon sorry, number nine, hiring too soon. Number nine, underestimating capital requirements. Number 11, wasting money. Number 12, undervaluing your product or your service. Number 13, bad bookkeeping. Number 14, hiring the wrong people. And number 15, underestimating your demands and undermining your competition. These are some of the mistakes I have, from my personal experience, and I'm also talking to other found founders. Who have made it past the fifth uh, year. And some of them, some of us have even have, um, have reached other countries from where we started. So I wish you all the best in your business. Let's learn together. If you have other things to share that I didn't include here, f- uh, feel free to share with us. God bless you and thanks for always streaming the Diary of a Bolga Bologna podcast. Signing out, Martin Sertando. See you in the next episode. God bless you.